Hello and welcome to Crystal Core Radio, episode 81. Uh, Brian and Chris here today, joined by Hoaglaw. Uh, we're going to be talking about some serious topics that are going on in the gaming industry right now. If you guys have not been paying attention, a lot of this is revolved around Activision Blizzard. Uh, lawsuits by the, brought forth by the state of California, and obviously just the general impact this is having on gaming right now. Uh, we want to try to do our best to kind of represent, uh, I guess, the gravity of such situations. And thankfully, uh, with our friend Rich here, we've we actually podcasted before around uh, Cyberpunk 2077. So it's been a little while since there's been, um, you know, kind of these real legal impactful questions. And if you guys aren't following Rich, his links are all in the description of this video. You can go and please go follow him. Uh, he's released two videos on this subject already. And I think they're definitely must watch and listen to videos uh, because it's going to give you a lot of context a lot more insight than generally you might find on a, on a form. But Rich, uh, please introduce yourself and, and state anything that you want to state for legal purposes. Oh, sure. Well, thank you for that wonderful introduction. My name is Richard Hogue. I am uh, the founder and partner of Hogue Law. Uh, and yeah, I have a YouTube channel called Virtual Legality that uh, covers a lot of this stuff. Unfortunately, uh, some of our most popular stuff is on some of the most serious uh, incidents in video gaming and technology in general, like this one, of course. In terms of disclaimers, uh, if you haven't looked at virtual legality before, if you haven't worked with a YouTube lawyer before, uh, this isn't a formal legal advice scenario. Lawyers can't give legal advice until you're sitting in with the room with them, or at least on a Zoom call, telling us about your specific circumstances. So this is for information educational purposes only, uh, and hopefully it is both educational and informational. The only other disclaimer I would give, which is the same disclaimer I give on my own videos in virtual legality, is if You've been in there before. You know that I actually have family that works at an Activision subsidiary. So I have not specifically talked to them about any of this, and I won't do that. Uh, but if that uh, impacts your opinion of my opinion on these matters, I want you to know that because that's important to me. So I don't think I'm biased, but I do have that relationship with Activision. And uh, Chris, I'm going to bring you in as kind of the main uh, view at this moment. Guys, if you haven't seen, Chris posted a really heartfelt video uh, today about his relationship with Blizzard. Uh, we really haven't gone into it too much. Uh, in fact, I think we did record a video, but decided not to air it. Um, obviously, uh, this is an important and impactful subject. We wanna be as respectful as we can. So as the Final Fantasy fan, uh, especially in the room, Chris is also in that category. Um, this is not about any kind of gloating, one game versus the next, but Chris, I would like to give you the floor for uh, a minute or two, and then we're gonna dive in. Yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate that, uh, you know, the whole law videos have given me some context on the areas that, honestly, that, that's why we have a legal process, to help us understand when discriminatory pay is at, at play. These things were like, we have to have rules. We have to have definitions. It can't just be, we post it out to Twitter. Let's see who gets likes, and that'll determine what's fair and what's not fair. Like, there, there has to be a better process than that, and that's why we have these processes. But like I think the part that's hitting the community more are these parts that aren't a lot of the bigger focus in like I guess the number of lines that they're getting these these parts where you're hearing how people are being treated um, and when you talk about a gaming company one of the things about gaming that's easy to focus on is the gaming the joy that it's brought into our lives for many of us at times in our lives when maybe we really needed that joy and Blizzard has been one of those companies that's really brought a lot of joy into my life, especially at times when I really needed that. And so it's easy to have this long, heartfelt relationship with these IPs. And I have been lucky enough to spend time with people who have had the chance to work at Blizzard, um, you know, in the past and even currently. Uh, and so, like, I, I'm incredibly biased towards believing that Blizzard can go back to a redemption arc. And as a Final Fantasy fan, I don't see how anybody could feel differently as a game that it literally named their redemption game a Realm Reborn. And so, like, I, I want to believe that companies can change and it can require a change in leadership and a change in policy. It can be expensive. It can be timely, uh, time consuming. But I, I want to believe it can get better. But I think where I'm at with this and where I think a lot of people are struggling is 
this is internal. And so when you see a company affected by a natural disaster or a change in regulation or dealing with policies where maybe there's multiple countries at play and they're trying to stick to one set of their internal policies, but something's very different in China than it is in the EU than it is in here, that feels like, oh my gosh, these people just went out to make games and they just want to make games and it's blown into something much bigger than that, especially when you get in these multi-billion dollar companies. And so it's easy for me to be a little bit sympathetic uh, to the fact that this is really something that becomes more of a legal issue and is, I, I don't, I don't envy the position they're in, but this is different. This is employees inside the company mistreating other employees inside the company. So that like, if it can't be taken care of by them, I don't really know who's more qualified to fix this. And so I think that's where I'm coming at. And so I want to understand what, what, happens from here and yeah. what are what are the options as fans what are the options as people that support the company what are the options for the developers that work there and then where do we where do we go from here what does fixing this look like is that a question for me i don't know <laughs> yeah um, I, I i don't know uh, well, I, I, I just saw my face make get a lot larger uh, on the stream so i figured hey sure um, no, and that, I mean, that would be my question to you. Like that yeah. Chris, Chris phrased it and then he went into it. I was like, that's like, what is the next step? Well, I mean, so we could talk about aspirational next steps, mm -hmm. what we would like to see happen. We can talk about what this legal process is going to do. Um, you know, certainly I, I think, I hope the vast bulk of us can look at some of the factual allegations, look at some of what's been reported, some of the things that have come out on social media, et cetera. And it, it's not a big gray area thing. They're bad. That's, you know, we can, we can all agree sexual harassment, especially rising the level of assault. Some of the stories that you see very, very bad discrimination. It's a little trickier, trickier to prove, trickier to show, trickier to have stories that are fancy and get headlines and, and go out on Twitter or what have you. So it's, um, you know, I think where do we go from here? I think culturally people are in the right space. Culturally it's, um, it, those should be shunned. The, the activities as described, let's just forget the complaint, what California has done, what the Department of Fair Employment and Housing has done, et cetera. The activities as described, I think we should all agree are bad. And to the extent that there are outliers there, they should be convinced of the badness of those things. I think I'm an optimist, right? So I think for the most part, a lot of that work is done for a lot of people um, that says, yeah, no, obviously. If those allegations are exactly true, very bad. Um, I think where we get into a legal question is, you know, what does that complaint say? You know, I, I have a legal channel. So last week I spent an hour and a half going over a document that says, okay, we've got a discrimination claim. We've got a harassment claim. We've got the, the normal things that go along with those as the rest of the counts in this particular litigation. And the harassment stuff is the highlight stuff. It's lascivious. It's the one that you put in headlines. It's the one that people pay attention to. Uh, and I don't blame anybody for that. As I think you said at the start of this, is serious. It's deserving of this serious level of consideration. But one of the things that people miss is that the bulk of this document is about discrimination, not harassment. And if those two things sound similar, uh, the way California especially treats it is that discrimination is based on managerial decisions, the things that have to happen to actually function as a company. There's nothing wrong with making a decision to promote someone, to fire someone, to hire someone, to, to pay somebody something. The discrimination comes in treating two like-minded or like-situated people differently based on a class that that's not allowed on. Um, and the state of California has alleged that Activision Blizzard not just accidentally pays women differently, not just accidentally titles them differently or terminates them earlier than their male counterparts or what have you, but does it in what California has alleged is a willful, malicious, oppressive, and intentional manner. And one of the things I point out is that that's a heck of a hill that when we talk about harassment, when we talk about discrimination, the story that we see most often, the easier story to prove is they weren't paying attention to it too much. There's sure. a subconscious bias. Yeah. Uh, whatever you want to put there. The state of California has instead alleged really that Activision Blizzard and Blizzard and Activision Publishing, the three entities that are named and it's unclear exactly how much of the subsidiaries they want to drag into this, are deliberately set up to harm women. There's an intentionality component to it. And to me, when you set up a case like this and your factual allegations are, and, and I don't want to uh, 
discount any of the things that go in there, but they're, they're relatively short. It's a two year investigation. The harassment component consists of three paragraphs and the discrimination is a bit longer and they're just stories, right? If you go and you read this document, it's um, the state of California has collected this testimony that this woman was passed over for this man in this particular circumstance without a ton of detail. And one of the things I point out is that's the kind of place where you can imagine a defense where you say, okay, when we're talking about equal pay, the state is required to establish that we aren't that we are talking about people that are uh, in substantially the same position, doing substantially the same work. And what the state of California does is it says uh, male counterparts a lot. It uses the terminology counterparts a lot. Mm-hmm. And one of the errors, in my opinion, that it makes, and I think this is pretty clearly an error, is in its introduction, it says Activision admits to treating women poorly at its highest levels. And it shows the proxy statement. It says, look, the chief people officer who's a woman makes a lot less than Bobby Kotick and the chief operating officer and the chief legal officer. And you look at all these things and you say, yeah, that's true. That's exactly the opposite of how this evidence works because regardless of anything else, the chief people officer is doing a completely different job than the chief legal officer say, or the chief executive officer. And you don't have to love the money Bobby Kotick makes. A lot of reasonable people don't love the money Bobby Kotick makes. Sure. Uh, Bobby likes the money. (laughs) Sure. Bobby's okay with it. He cashed that check. At the time, I think revenue, total revenue then was less than, you know, total net value of the company when he took over is worth less than their annual revenue now. So like at a base level, before we talk about the number, it's logical that he would make some number that's a lot. The question is. He's Where's been the, the captain line? of the ship for however many decades, and the captain gets right. that money. But I mean, we can talk about that. Bobby differently. Yeah. The point yeah. is, he's the captain of the ship, and the chief people officer is an important role. That The, the woman in that role made $4 million last year. It's an important role. It, it's not the captain. And so when you're talking about this from a legal perspective, it's important to note that when we're talking about counterparts, we have to talk about people doing the same thing. And so if you're if you're looking at a complaint document and you see California do that right from the start, when you get to the factual allegations and they start talking about male counterparts and kind of start hinting that one of the things they want to claim is that essentially Activision Blizzard was steering women into lower paid jobs. And it's unclear because that doesn't really coalesce in their document. It hurts their argument. And I say this as someone that isn't picking a side here. If you hate Activision Blizzard, if you hate everything that's coming out, one of the things that you should be upset about is that California did some weird stuff in its document that allows Activision Blizzard to have emails that we saw that say things like, this is untrue, or this is out of context, in a fashion that I look at it and I say, well, I can see how it's almost certainly out of context, this thing, or how this is very likely untrue. I mean, one of the big, big stories that come out because it sounds so terrible, and it is, it's tragic, is the suicide story, Yeah, right? And that's out there. And there's a sentence from the state of California that says the suicide happened because of the harassment. And they don't establish harassment. They say there, there's a relationship between the supervisor and the subordinate, which is bad. And, and any lawyer would tell you, don't do that at your company. But Activision comes out in their statement by far the most strongly against that paragraph. It says, are you kidding me, California? That suicide had nothing to do with anything that you're alleging in this complaint. And I look at that and I say, the evidence that California has collected, I... I it's unclear to me what kind of evidence, not the nat- like like what kind of evidence gets you from suicide, which is traditionally a very mysterious kind of thing from a criminal perspective, because you know obviously you've got evidentiary problems and this harassment, other than you're trying to show something about the company and and you've given Activision a certain amount of high ground to say you know prove it. What are you talking about with this with respect to this thing? But California got what it wanted in that it goes into the headlines. Um, and that isn't to say that California can't prove its case on that point. I, I sit here from the outside looking in and say, what, what is that? Whose testimony did you collect? What, what, how do you get there for that particular allegation? Activision reacts so strongly to it. You say, okay, I wonder what other stuff there is in that particular story. And then you break it down and you've got three stories ultimately in the harassment section, every one of which is deserving of the investigation and is deserving of the treatment that people are giving it. But that is also deserving of looking at it and saying, well, California is trying to make its case with this document. How, how can we think about what this could potentially look like that isn't uniformly damning just from its observation? Yeah. And so that's what we try to do in virtual reality is just look at it and say, well, we're at the complaint level. This is informational. This is good. This is interesting. It's, it's good that California laid this out. Uh, I sit here as a lawyer and I don't 
I don't blame anybody for not doing this. Everybody's entitled to their opinion and say, I'm interested in what those documents are that come out on Activision's side, even though the video I did today is also about Activision's PR is in absolute turmoil. They've been in absolute turmoil no, uh, oil for their PR for a very long time. One of the things that when I watch Asmin and Bellular and all the big WoW creators, it ends up feeling like that's in unison. Yeah. They're like, they have a massive, they've had a massive PR problem and just what they, their latest statement uh, doesn't help. It only is just like, oh, more kerosene. Let me just dump it on this fire. The statement last week is insane and is not vetted. And then the emails that come out, uh, you 100% in this circumstance have to know that those are getting leaked. That, that Those are coming out. So you write those to be on Kotaku and Polygon and IGN and wherever. And they either didn't or they're just not thinking through their strategy. And this is, this, you know, this is a corporate lawyer talking about strategy and messaging. And obviously the underlying stuff is, is, is vastly more important. But as a company, if we're entirely generous to Activision Blizzard and say they were railroaded by California and some of this stuff is decades old and they're being treated unfairly and out of context, even if you assume every possible thing that Activision wants you to believe from their statements, they're writing them crazily. Brack has a section on Gloria Steinem, and then they come back with more of the California is out to get everybody. And there's also, I mean, they're, they're just everywhere yeah. on these statements. That California yeah, you gotta, out to you get a C-level person coming out and saying, well, I've been at the company, you know, since March. And in my in my 16 days where half the employees are probably still working from home, nobody's driven into my executive office and harassed me directly. Is that supposed to tell us something like it, it isn't it isn't wildly informative to the situation. It isn't a great amount of context there. Um, and so like the, I, for a company that oftentimes is con is accused of not communicating, it does feel like they would have done themselves some favors by just communicating less. Like if these were the statements they Often were prepared right. to make, they probably should have just said, we're looking into this. It's very serious. And then just silence. Yeah. Because oh. like this does not seem better. The yeah, um, the, the, the right tact is is always these are very important things. The state of California is justified to be looking into things. We feel that we are a misdirected target of their aggressiveness here, and we look to uh, explain ourselves more fulsomely using the legal processes afforded to us. The, the middle paragraphs of basically both responses and the original response to like the IGNs and the GameSpots of the world are, are crazy. Um, and it's it's very specifically individual. I, I think I say it in my video. I think I've said it in my commentators who've asked me about it. Very specifically not vetted. It, it's not crisis communication. It's not legal. It's an executive. It, it might be Bobby, for all I know, that is going <laughs> out there with actual individualized animus. And you say, well, on the one hand, as a commentator who reads these things all the time and has messaging videos, I don't even know. I might have 100 now. It's nice to see a person, I guess, but this is stupid, and this is why you don't see that. <laughs> now, so, go ahead, Chris, go ahead. So from here, I think what's ended up taking control of the narrative now is now that we've made it about personal messaging, devs coming out and saying, not only do my statements not represent Blizzard, Blizzard statements don't represent mine, and then going on to twit longer their thoughts. Yeah. Um, and we're hearing devs say, hey, we're not getting a lot of work done right now. Now, that's not the same as a leadership coming in and saying we've officially halted development or anything like that. But they're saying, hey, workplace isn't highly productive right now. Yeah. Logical. Yeah. It's like an airline slowdown. Like, uh, all right, pilots, uh, we're yeah, going to walk obviously. really slow. You know, it's it just a <laughs> natural slowdown that just like bottlenecks the whole process. So what, what are the options for like current employees at this point? If you... If you are mad about things like this, do you just have an obligation to do your job while the legal side? Because technically at this point, it's just allegations, right? Oh, 100%. Like at, at this point, we're not talking about criminal offense. We're not talking, we're, we're talking about alleged behavior. And so you have an obligation to do your job if you want to collect, continue collecting paychecks. And I assume that the vast majority of the American public, especially after the last year, needs their next paycheck. Oh, yes. No, none of this changes the contractual relationship that you have uh, with Activision Blizzard, uh, except that I, there's a lot of things that employers can do to piss off their employee base that don't rise to the level of a civil action or a criminal action. 
Um, and so I think what you see even more strongly than the reaction to the allegations right this second is the reaction to the messaging. Um, you know, I, I framed it in this morning's video as you can watch the emails come out and then they lose it. Um, and so it's it's one of those things where, yes, you have an obligation to continue work. Like most things, you've got kind of a uh, bell the cat scenario, which is as long as enough of you are, are, are doing something slowly or otherwise, uh, they, they can't they can't fire everybody. Um, and, and they can't make a message out of everybody. Honestly, from a practical perspective, they can't make an example out of anybody that's reacting to this story right now. Yeah. Um, that would be absolute suicide. I mean, it is Blizzard um, Activision, so like it could happen. Uh, you, the, you know what? We just laid off another I, I 800 people. I a certain amount of rationality. Uh, so like everything, when I say something, it, it does assume that people are acting with at least a certain amount of rationality. So yes, it's possible. Uh, but no, I think what you're seeing is already people taking a, a leap of faith in a way that you wouldn't expect to see in most stories, right? If you are employed by Blizzard and you go out with a statement that's basically screw Blizzard, that's strong uh, for somebody that's employed there right this minute. Um, and so uh, that's about what you can do right this second. You can quit, of course. Uh, you know, everybody can quit. Um, that's not too terribly useful uh, for people that need you know, to hit next month's rent. Uh, but that's always an option. And certainly if you fully feel that your employer is evil at some level, um, you know, my, my suggestion would be that you, you really should be at bare minimum trying to find the next monkey bar to, to, to hang off of and, and start that process. And it wouldn't surprise me if a number of people uh, cleaned up their CV and started saying who else is hiring. Um, and that wouldn't surprise me at all. So what uh, recourse essentially would be for those who are outraged? Because these are allegations. So do you see this? I, this is probably like 30 questions all in one paragraph. But uh, <laughs> I don't like, do you see this like as something that just ends up getting settled out of court? California in the document seems to state that they want their day in court. They want to present this evidence. Uh, that's what they have to say. I mean, that's what they have to say in that okay. kind of complaint document is, is we're, we're, we're praying to the court that you'll hear our, our, our plea. Um, so I will tell you that something like 90% or more uh, of cases, uh, civil cases of all kinds settle. Uh, and so the normal course of action between a state and a corporation would be to see a settlement because these are two sophisticated entities, they're giant and litigation is costly, expensive, time consuming, and gets you to a number at the end. It gets you to the same place. If you knew with perfect clarity after nine months or a year and a half of this, that you were gonna uh, finish up at $250 million owed and have to make these changes, then if you were Activision, you'd rather do that without paying your lawyers. So in a perfect world with perfect information, parties will settle. And that's why you see so many settlements. The other reason you see that is if this goes to litigation, you hear people on the internet talk about discovery. The particulars of this specific discovery action are about your compensation decisions and about everything else. Where does harassment live? That's going to be a whole lot of discovery. And if you're Activision, the one thing you don't want is a big breadthful discovery of things that are your most sensitive information. Compensation, I, I don't know your stories, but if you've ever worked at a business that has compensation, black box decision making, they're documenting everything. There are very candid conversations and you don't want that out to anyone. You think right. about Epic versus Apple and the stuff that came out of that case. This could be 25 times worse. And you think about the partners that Activision has had. You saw Bungie come out with a thread saying, we're much better than Activision. Bungie worked with Activision for seven or eight years. Mm -hmm. There are emails in those servers that talk about them and use those kinds of things at Activision in terms of resources. So I, nobody is clear on any of this if it goes to court. That being said, I said in a perfect world, in the normal world, you'd settle California's first couple paragraphs of their introduction aren't even really about Blizzard Activision. They are, you know, if we're not being generous to the state of California, they are self-righteous. They, they are crusader paladins uh, ready to slay beasts. They spend a paragraph talking about Gamergate and sexism in video games in general uh, before they even start talking about Blizzard versus Activision. On the flip side, Activision's response last week was essentially, uh, this is insane. California is trying to take businesses down and let's go in such an emotionally laden response that when you think about when litigation occurs, it's when people believe in their cause and one party or another is mistaken about their success percentage. And it looks like from right now, before cooler heads prevail, 
this is the kind of thing where you could see a nuclear exchange where so, you could see California and Activision go into the mattresses and that's when all hell breaks loose. So on that note, because basically you just described poker where it's like typically the person who loses big thinks like, oh, they got a better hand than they actually have. Turns out, you know, a two seven split wasn't the right call and that did not, you know, hit anything for you. So yeah, you're doing it, percentages. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So in that regards, though, uh, you know, if they choose not to settle, if discoveries, uh, you know, coming out of it, like, I just have to wonder, like, what level of impact does this have on, you know, like for just to, like, obviously we, we don't know the specifics because everybody in that company who's working there will have to make their own decisions. But, uh, you know, and this is a multi-billion dollar company. Do we see, I saw chat talking about this earlier. We're going to highlight it. Like, do we see like uh, shareholders getting involved and just like saying, all right, we're going to just restructure this stuff. Like, cause I think essentially that's what, what I want to see overall. I think, you know, when we looked at the failures of other companies, Final Fantasy and Square Enix being one of them, a big part of their redemption arc was a, a change in leadership. Uh, we saw this actually with Jack in the Box from another company in the United States. Their marketing shifted to bringing in this leader who had returned, Steve Jobs-esque, and to shake things up and to fix all the bad apples who had let things go so awry. Uh, and essentially, I think that's, that's a public statement, a narrative that that we've seen and then on top of this like one of the things that i think makes this uh such a you know an unfortunate story because people have been hurt like obviously we, you know we've that woman yeah. lost her life but in the same time it's like this is just another thing and in, in a line of series of pr blunders and and issues that uh like activision blizzard has continued to found themselves activision. in yeah yeah and so like the question would be is that from the outside you know like what is the right recourse we don't typically see like boycotts having any impact in gaming uh it, it tends to be something where it's like you see only people calling from boycotts only to help boost sales of said game because it draws more attention to it but i've seen people you know obviously calling for that now is that a is that something that if people feel compelled to that that is a like people are do you think activision blizzard is actively watching the numbers more than they ever have before right now especially with discovery and and this uh and these allegations well, I mean, I think Activision has people in its uh, company that are always watching the numbers, are always watching subscriber numbers, are always watching how marketing is responded to, likes, dislikes, whatever, on, on, on everything that they do. Um, I will sit here and say, I think everybody on the outside should do what their conscience compels them to do. Um, you know, in terms of organizing people, that's kind of a different question because I don't know what your success rate will be or not. Certainly a lot of people right now and we're four days out from that complaint being filed, right? So we're still in the early stages. Are you know boycotting things like journalistic coverage of the company? I, I'm seeing statements of that kind. I'm seeing other things, which might be you know the next video that we do because it's it's unusual. The thing about Blizzard Activision right now is that they have some of the most popular premium video games on earth, and so there is a buffer for virtually any legal issue that doesn't kill the company on the whole. Because Call of Duty dominates everywhere on every leaderboard. What World of Warcraft has dominated historically, certainly Final Fantasy, in an unusual change, you know, eight years on, uh, has, has had a surge. Um, and I would expect that to continue. I, I would expect this to help that surfboard crest the wave even more for Final Fantasy, potentially New World. I, I think you'll have people looking for new stuff. Um, I think one of the pudding proofs would be Call of Duty. Uh, in the fall, you know, we're far enough away from that in terms of human capacity to remember things mm -hmm. uh, that I, it's an open question whether that would affect anything. There's obviously a whole lot between there and here uh, for just legal documentation. Activision is going to file a response um, and we'll cover it and we'll see if, whether people just want to say, well, there's something there or they're, they're lying out of their asses. We, we don't know because we don't have that document. We don't know what they're going to say. I always think that... Um, if you feel strongly enough about it that you don't want to play World of Warcraft, you don't want to play Call of Duty, you don't want to cover it on your YouTube channel, you don't want to cover it in your website, whatever, then then that's what you should do. That that's you know you're a human being. We only get the one life. That's 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 what you should do. On the other hand, you know I, I also get to a place where if you're going to do a boycott, if you're going to try to affect these things, and they just don't come with you, the market doesn't respond with you, the shareholders don't react the way you want them to. Uh, that's not a failure in and of itself of the world. Um, it's, it's people making different choices than you. And 
I sit here as a lawyer and I'm going to see more on this and, and wait how it plays out. I'm unlikely to ever stop coverage of anything because for the most part, I'm covering people that are in crisis circumstances anyway. Uh, so I don't think the stuff that I cover on Activision Blizzard is, you know, it's not going to be helping them sell Call of Duty copies. Uh, but I think what you're seeing right now seems to be grassroots, seems to be groundswell of support. I'm always going to be in favor of people acting out their conscience, whatever that looks like. So what does what does the shareholder side of this mm. um because I, I my understanding having worked for a handful of corporations is that there is a financial obligation many times like like backed by like you have to take care of the people who who footed the bill and so when you have shareholders you have a fiscal responsibility to manage this and so like at what point does this put Jay in hot water? At what point does this put Bobby in hot water? Um, because a lot of these allegations seem to be discriminatory based and seem to be based around money. And like, I know that my wife's company, for example, is in a male dominated industry. They're in the construction industry and it is mostly men. And when you look at the leadership, it's mostly men. And so no matter how you cut the pay structure, it's mostly going to be men, but they have very specific guidelines on the minimum and maximum of what each position can pay, what sure. determines all these longevity. So they're incredibly protected because if something like this hit them outside of the, the parts around the harassment and stuff, which are much more like, okay, let's look into that on the pay side, they could just email you. The 25 the, reasons. Yeah. Here's the, here's the guidelines. They're the guy, like, because what you're saying they're, they're saying is like, no, no, we have like a systematic, like a guideline, like what well, was going to give you a raise, but because you're a woman, I can't like, that's what they're alleging here. And that's really hard to prove if they can hit you back with, here's the chart. It's really hard uh, to so believe like, unless I mean, like, no, unless honestly. there's a, an email that says, Hey, let's, uh, let's suppress those women. Right. Like, Hey, yeah. all right. I need yep. you to hire 10 of them but make sure that they stay in the boiler room and never get out. And let's watch what happens to see how long it takes to break. Like you need some of that evidence. And if that came out like that, that would be just, I, I don't know what the internet would do. And like, but, if that if it existed, but that's exactly right. That's the thing with equal pay, right? Is that you've got a complaint by California that says, you know, we're, we're going to be able to show that, you know, women make 20% less than men or whatever that number winds up being that we Consistent. can show that on the aggregate. They, they've got, a sentence that talks board. about counterparts. And then we say, okay, well, we got to talk about lead art directors versus artists. We got to talk about, you know, this person was here for six years. This person was here for three. And, and they bring up um, some of the data points that are suggestive of at least, you know, one or two potential wrong calls. And, and maybe that rises to systemic across everybody. Maybe it doesn't. Um, that's, that's why you'd have a trial in, in all honesty. Uh, but you are absolutely right. It would surprise the heck out of me and I have no internal information on this at all, if Activision Blizzard as a corporate publicly traded entity doesn't have documentation requirements for every single employment level decision that they make. Were you promoted, were you not? What's your pay rate? What, whether we hire you, what, what's happening with respect to your years? You do that for this, not specifically for getting sued by the entire state, but for the one person that comes and says, I've got a problem because you, should, you, you promoted Bob and you should have promoted me. And then they can pull out their folders and say, well, this is why this happened. And everybody can do that. And everybody can do that in advance, give or take. Unless you are legitimately intentionally discriminating against women, then, you know, God help you. The state of California should throw the book at you. Then you're going to have your folders that say, here's why this happened this time. Here's why this happened over here. And that's that's okay. You're allowed to make those determinations as a company, unless you, those policies were written specifically that if you analyze them very carefully, you'll see how they impact women specifically to discriminate against them. So in my opinion, the discrimination claim is going to be the harder one for California to meet, just because I assume Activision Blizzard has the documentation. They've been going through the right process. It would surprise the heck out of me if they weren't. The harassment stuff, you can't beat based on just the... Uh, uh, investigation stuff that's been done by the state of California. So if you're Activision, you're trying to talk about the fact that it's old. Um, it's not the proper description of what happened. The people responsible, one of which is named in the complaint, was no longer is no longer with the company. Was terminated based on these kinds of things. I mean, that's what you're trying to establish because uh, you aren't responsible for perfection 
on this. You're responsible for responding and for having reasonable policies and procedures designed to prevent them from happening. If they can show, look, we made them go to harassment seminars. We made them go to the discri discrimination seminars. We had all these policies and procedures in place. When we found out about something, we suspended them. We terminated them, whatever it is. If you can show all of that, then it's a much tougher case to bring. California thinks that they can't show that. Um, and whether or not they can is an open question. So Chad's also talking about how uh, Mike Marham's statement is basically where it shows that he's taking at least some responsibility for his actions, having been in charge in the past. And this is not just a thing that happened this year or last year. And we've already seen reports coming out of Ubisoft. We've seen this stuff. I mean, even some of uh, like the females that are in chat that said they work in the industry are like, yeah, this is not surprising. This is something so that the, we deal with. Go ahead. So the Morham statement, I find... I, I try not to judge when I'm analyzing these things, right? Right. Uh, that's the one I find the most, um, uh, not problematic exactly, but I, I take the most objection to, which is if you read it, it looks like it's sympathetic. It looks like it's sympathetic. Oh, what a terrible situation it was. Almost every other line is how he's shocked and surprised and how he was building a, a company that wasn't like this. And so if you read it as a lawyer, the actual statement is I had no idea. It's I did this, I did 28 years and I had no clue this was happening at my company. And so you're left and you take that. And I also analyzed this morning, the, the Metzen commentary. Um, and it's a very similar kind of concept. Oh my goodness. Um, and in my video, I put up the Casablanca clip because that's who I am. And um, I, I talk about these things and it's like, so you're, you're left with an incredible situation. So somebody is, is incredible, not credible. And the state of California, which is alleged these things, if these are true in any way, if they're willful and systemic in some way that we can understand those statements that are made by the ex officials, I can't fathom them being accurate. Um, and on the flip side, if they are, if there are people that are trying to do their best and they failed and they, and they otherwise were running a company that they thought was complying with everything and, oh my gosh, this is so bad. Yes, absolutely be sympathetic and empathetic to what happened, but if that is in fact the case, if your leadership actually thought that, then it's very difficult to see the entity itself as being willful and intentionally discriminatory or harassing. And reasonable minds can differ on the middle ground there. That's how you get a litigation. Because you can say, yeah, you thought that because you weren't thinking about it too hard. Or, you know, California is being way, way, way too aggressive on what our bad occurrences that if you take a timeline long enough in a big enough company, you're going to have. No company on earth isn't. And we try to limit those. We try to get those reduced. We try to make sure the penalties happen when those situations occur. But you get 10,000 people together of any stripe over a decade, you're going to have at least a handful of instances which you had to take action against. Is there a negligence aspect to that? So I had to take a single legal course as part of my graduate work because I studied yeah. architecture and they said, and, and in architecture, the rule is not if you get sued on a building, it's when. And so- sure. They say, you're going to hire a lawyer, but like, let's get you one course in just being aware of like, when you write an email, don't make your lawyer's job harder than it has to be. And like, like, don't, and it, and it was, it was an entire, I took an entire course on scope, like literally a full course on just making sure that I don't expand scope by saying something that, you know, has the words always has the words, never these absolutes where Guarantees now are I've, bad. I've yeah, obligated myself to like, okay, I made this statement about this building, but I've now expanded it to every other building I'll ever touch. Uh, oops. And so like one of the things that we study are, you know, when you talk about these big moments, like nine 11, a plane hits a building and that building falls down. There is a court case that follows events like that, and the architect will always be one of the people that is called. Always, then the question becomes, is it their fault? Yeah. And all the architect has to prove is that another architect with similar resources, similar knowledge base, given a similar situation, would have built a building that also would not be able to take 700 degrees of burning jet fuel. Yeah. And that protects them. They don't have to be perfect. They have to be as good as what was industry standard at the time. And that's what keeps really architects okay. from like, okay, we know something today. Let's go back 50 years and get these guys. And it's like, no, 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 we didn't know that then. And they're safe in that way. Um, is there a negligence here where you're like, well, maybe he wasn't supposed to know, or was that part of their job? 
So you've got a multiple counts in California. You've got all sorts of different things they're alleging, right? Discrimination, harassment, retaliation, failure to prevent, all these different things have slightly different intent-based standards. For the most part, intent isn't going to matter for a lot of the baseline stuff. You harass somebody, doesn't matter whether you meant to or not. You discriminate, doesn't really matter whether you meant to or not. In, in some circumstances, and I'm, and I'm really alighting here for the legal question, because ultimately what they plead is that it was willful and intentional because they want punitive damages. They want money. They want to punish Activision Blizzard. Uh, and to do that, you get to fraudulent, oppressive, malicious, all the fun stuff. Uh, and outside of that, I think the clearest answer to your question is on the count of prevention. What does it mean in California to prevent harassment and discrimination and retaliation? It's that you have policies, procedures, structure in place that is reasonable. And reasonable is the kissing cousin to negligence, right? If you meet a reasonableness standard, you aren't negligent. Uh, and that's often evaluated, as you described, on a reasonable person standard. What does a like-situated person do? And did you basically meet that? Then you're going to be okay. And then there's degrees of that. There's negligence. There's gross negligence. You know, all sorts of good stuff. We won't do a legal course here. Uh, but so there are these kinds of notions that say, okay, if we can properly identify, let's pretend we had perfect information, what happened from 2010 to 2015, how you responded to it, what do you know about your policies and procedures? Because one of the things the state of California is going to try to establish is, okay, you think that you're complying with everything that was happening, maybe, uh, and you have the right documentation in the employee handbook, you're saying the right things, you're having the right emails, but we can also show that every quarter something bad is happening. And so if you can try to do that, you've shown that the defendant here has a unique situation and should be adjusting that they aren't doing enough somehow. That's what you're trying to show as the state of California. Activision is saying exactly what you would expect. Part of their statement is, we fixed this. We responded to this. The department is talking about things from ages ago. And the department didn't give us a time frame. So we don't know what Activision is talking about mm -hmm. in terms of when was the glass cube crawl? Was it yesterday? Was it 2010? That matters for what we're talking about here. Right. Um, 1999 cube crawl. We got the t-shirt. Yeah. Like, no. And, at and what that point do we not get to bring that up anymore? And if you've got the T-shirt and Activision Blizzard looks at it and their lawyer comes in and says, why the hell are you rolling in kegs and allowing people to go on a cube crawl? This is going to be bad for us long term. Blizzard Activision says, you're right. And we don't do it anymore. Then it's, you're getting close to what you would expect the company to do. You don't expect perfection. You expect them to act with reasonable care to prevent these things to, from happening as much as they can. Um, and so it's going to bounce around intentionality because the bad stuff, the really bad stuff, the groping, everything else is not intent-based really. That if you did that, you, you, it's, it's a known problem. Right. At the company level, whether or not they were taking proper policies and procedures is gonna be ind indicated by yes, what the industry is doing. But that's one of the reasons California starts out with the industry is all screwed. All of video gaming is misogynistic and evil. I, it, you can go read the opening paragraph, but they're very they're very clear on how they feel about the video game industry. To protect from Blizzard going, well, since all of our peers harass women, we're good by that standard. Well, like, you're never going to be good that, by that standard, but you will be able to say we were comporting with some kind of standard. We're the best of this low bar. Right. And the state of California is going out there with a political paragraph to start out. That's just what they did. Um, and I don't love that because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little bit more, uh, you know, by the book. Uh, nuts and bolts type. Okay, what's your elements? What are you trying to prove? And they, they have a few paragraphs that are designed to be reported on, which is fine. Um, but as for standards, it, it's going to matter as to the facts and circumstances of each instance and how you apply them to each count and how you apply them to the policies and procedures that Blizzard Activision tried to use. Mm -hmm. Does so, it fit into something criminal at some point? Not from the Department of Fair Employment and Housing. So a number of people have asked me about that. This is a civil lawsuit. So at their disposal, they have the right to ask the court to enjoin certain things, to change the way the company functions, to ask for fines. They don't have the ability to put people in cages. Through discovery, though, like would the like a criminal case, uh, could a criminal case come out of? Hundred uh, percent. Anything can come out of discovery. So if you're looking for something, it's generally responsive to your request, and it turns out that one of the executives murdered somebody when they were in Florida and hit them in their trunk. You report that on. And yes, that could relate to the original case, whereas that murder in Florida goes, it could, it doesn't have to. Once you have the legal right to go through this stuff, what comes out comes out. Okay. Now, um, I, 
Go ahead. Yeah. No, that's what you're trying to avoid. <laughs> so <laughs> when I'm looking at anything about the thousands of emails in, an, in a company, I can just imagine hundreds of thousands. Even of if the you size. believe your company's 100 percent the right. Oh yeah, you got some bad let's apples. Let's just not have oh, the skeletons. Yeah, yeah like that's, that's way better. Now I wanna... imagine imagine the amount of time and labor that's spent putting those responses together for the opposing counsel, and then the amount of money that you spend on the lawyers to defend against those responses in that process. This is why if this does go forward. You're talking about millions of dollars in legal fees. That's millions. every moron that said something awful in an email, and that is now with a blizzard and now has a blizzard header at the bottom. Is they're sending crappy emails back and forth to put this well, into send some, send some meme with Rule Thirty Four World of Warcraft characters to each other. I mean, it's anything. Yeah. Well, to put anything. this into real, like a real case that I actually heard about is that yeah. uh, that a guy got called in to testify because he had replied in an email to his friend. You want me to kill your landlord because the landlord apparently was bullying this guy that went to court and then he got called in because he had this email like this was years later not even establish the sarcasm something you know it's like this is 10 years later and it's like this email you sent 10 years ago like everything is permanent on the internet i do want to take a moment though because yeah. i saw this comment up from paimon in chat and i think it's i would like to hopefully try to educate at least provide my insight on it, it says if uh if women in blizzard got abused why didn't they complain on the first day that it happened why did they wait for that long of a time and to be as frank and direct as possible when you get abused chances are you're not talking about it like one in five people we just is that the odds 20 percent Abuse. 20% like of the American public experienced some form of abuse under the age of 18 was the statistic I was taught when I was being trained to lead confirmation retreats in college. And at that core of it, like, it's not something that like, it's, that's a, like, we need think of it from an empathetic level. My wife was harassed at work and she told me about it. And honestly, she didn't realize that at first she was being harassed. I go, Julie, that's, that's inappropriate. But they had this close relationship and this and this. And then all of a sudden that wall starts breaking down and then you start realizing and eventually got to the point where she said, you know, she's like, please stop touching me. You know, it is not appropriate. And so there's a sense that also, uh, I would say culturally from women in the workplace that there's a sense that like you have to work twice as hard. You have to be there. You got to be a team player. Uh, if you ask for anything, you're going to be seen as, you know, uh, like, you know, like resistant and change. And you also don't want to ruin the vibe. Everybody's making a lot of money. This is a part of the standard of it. There's a real psychological thing in it. And it's that sometimes it takes a little bit of time to realize, and you might be afraid to speak up. You might be worried about endangering the the job of your friend or, or you don't know where you fit in. There's a lot of reasons why somebody doesn't sit down and say, hey, you know what? I was abused. I was Especially harassed. when it starts with something small. Um, my, my mom, when I was in, in high school, lost 50 pounds through an immense amount of work and an immense amount of effort and trained to walk a marathon to support stroke. And it was a whole, it dominated two years of our household. We were all, we were all on Weight Watchers. We were all, it was, sure. it was a whole family effort centered on this journey. And I, I bet we all lost weight <laughs> and my mom lost 50 pounds. And she was working in a male dominated industry. Uh, the women in my life, that's pretty common. She was working in the defense industry, selling supercomputers and um, around a bunch of engineers. And she stayed at that job for another two or three years. And then she left for another opportunity. And on her last day, one of the guys came up, they'd known each other seven or eight years at this point. And he said, Hey, I just wanted to say, I know that you've probably worked very hard at it. And I never wanted to say anything before, but I, I think it's really great that you lost the weight and you look, you look really happy. And she said, why didn't you say anything? I said, because I never wanted to make you uncomfortable. And now that I realize this is the last time I'm going to see you, I just wanted you to know that, like, I think it's awesome. He didn't want to cross that line. Sure. Right? And, and because he didn't want to make her feel uncomfortable that he said she looked nice or she looked great. But to a guy that doesn't have that level of caution, the, the reason he's fearful of that is because we have to be aware there are guys that will take that as she liked it when I complimented this. Let me take this further and further and further and further. And so it's, it's a slippery slope. You look like a real jerk. If somebody is just trying to compliment you and you blow up the very first time you look like the moron for saying that made me uncomfortable. So I think, you know, at least from people I've been around and that have gone through abusive situations, um, it's not that simple. It's really easy in hindsight to go, 
here's where we're at. This is problematic. And this was the first occurrence. But I don't think the first occurrence was like, yeah, I definitely see where this is going and I'm ready to ride this train. I don't think it starts like that. The, um, yeah, like the, uh, the training I got, I remember going to my first job and we had to sit through, you know, like training, like, Hey, and essentially it equated to never, ever, ever talk to women. And I was like, that is such a weird training that I left. And this is right out of college. And I was like, well, that's impossible. But essentially like, then my boss just came over to me and translated it. He's like, just never compliment anybody like men or women, just like do your job, you know, and focus, et cetera. And it was like, and it's hard in that. Cause I could even see in that advice, how various cultures then form because it's like, it's, there's a protection, like a mindset of like, okay, we're going to be protective over here. And we, you know, it's like, and it was just, it, to me, it boggled my mind and it still does. And it's a complex issue. And that's why I, I do take uh, issue with the mindset that it's that, you know, someone is just going to, you know, be harassed and then just go off and immediately like red flag it. Like, oh, you know, it's like, it's like you have to be trained. You probably have to have had that happen, got to a place where you know what the procedure is and who to talk to. You don't like, especially if you're new at a job, you don't know who knows who, who's buddies with who, like we can sit here and we can org chart this all day. But one of the things that comes up that is, that is always in all business is that like people have friends and they have favorites and you can sit here and you can, you have walls and things like that to try and mitigate some of that. But it's, it's natural that like, I remember even being asked like, who's your, who's your best friend at work? That was a big initiative back at uh, back in the day because they like happy employees have somebody that they look forward to, to hanging out and talking with and then that led to all kinds of problems with certain types of employees they got a little too close a little too buddy buddy and and, and things you know like evolved from there and it was just like ah so i it's it's hard because like it hasn't happened to me i haven't been in a situation where like i had to compromise my values for the job but i've been in boardrooms where people have said some horrific crap Sure. And it's like, and then I, that's when I go, oh, this is not going to go well. This is, the, you know, they're going to get, I think they'll get replaced. And if they don't, then I'm going to, I'm just going to leave. And that person would end up, you know, finding their way into probably a promotion somewhere else in another company. You know, it's sometimes that we live in a world where it's the bad guys don't always lose. Sometimes the bad guys leave with a golden parachute, millions of dollars to their name, and they go live in a 60,000 square foot house and, yeah, that's that's what they got. That's 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 what they earned for their for their complete their dupl duplicitous nature. Sure. Anyway, I, I I'm I'm a little frustrated over so, all that. So, the outcome of this, the outcome of this ends up being a fine. What do the shareholders do with that information? Do that does that give them some cause in publicly traded companies to? ask for companies to behave differently right because at that point if i invest in your if i invest in your company and then you get hit with fines now my investments are being used to to pay fines on things that you shouldn't have been doing does that like what does the financial side of this look like is there something that comes out of that end well i mean like any stock market price for a publicly traded company you've already got the lawsuit on file from last week so Investors right now have already started pricing in what they think the likely hit not hit is going to be for the long-term longevity of Activision Blizzard. I think as you probably saw, they don't think it's terribly significant as it stands right now. Investors aren't always right. What you're seeing is a kind of wisdom of the mob bet on that price. Uh, but right this second, they're looking at it and saying, well, we've got Call of Duty and we don't know what California is going to be able to extract out of this process. For the most part, we're talking about money. We're talking about dollars at the end of a budget seat. From the stockholders' perspective, we don't know whether we're going to be asked to change our CEO or our board representation or have California participate and approve of certain resolutions or whatnot. So we don't know what that looks like. But for the most part, the investor class has looked at it and said, well, we're probably going to be okay. Yeah, like and, still, they've still made money this year in, in terms of stock price. They have I'm not sure. actually lost. They've maybe lost $5 in the last week. I, and, and that's honestly, that's what I would expect. Now, a lot of people on the Internet look at that as some kind of uh, problem for the investor group. But investors are just pricing what they think is going to be the happenings at the company. Um, and... Honestly, at least in video games and publicly traded video games in America, we don't have a close analog for this at all. 
Yeah. Uh, we know that DFEH asked for and intervened in preventing a settlement last year for Riot, where they tried to settle for $10 million for similar claims. And California said, you shouldn't settle for less than $400 million, which is, you know, more than $10 million. <laughs> um, and Activision Blizzard Oof. is bigger than Riot. So you look at this and you say, okay, one of the things that could have happened as part of this story is that California shows up at mediation and says a billion, we'll take a billion um, or whatever. And Activision says, what? And then California says, thank you for the mediation. They walk away. You know, whatever the equivalent of that is, that's hyperbolic. But that Activision after that process and then they get sued says, this is ridiculous. California was, it was a shakedown the whole time. And California says, no, no, we actually think that you owe this money. Uh, but the shareholders don't know what that looks like, don't know what that could possibly be, don't know where this is going to wind up. And at the end of the day, for the widget production company, Call of Duty isn't going anywhere. Right. They found their market. They don't have any clear competition. I know Battlefield's out there, but it's a different game. And I think that the investors look at it and say, yeah, we know. And even separating from Call of Duty, King is amazing at making money out of nothing. King, King is, is a money printing machine. Uh, so Activision lives on a very small amount of intellectual property, but that means that they also are pretty impervious to things like this, or at least as they appear right now. Um, and investment and stock is never designed to uh, address something that they don't think is an existential crisis for the company. Now, if California comes out with a settlement and winds up mandating certain management changes, the investors might evaluate those and say, we think some part of what had to be changed was part of the secret sauce. But even that seems doubtful because as you said, Bobby Kotick you know, got us through as Activision, the, the, the dark period of time where Activision could have easily gone under, he's earning his money now. He, he's essentially getting paid for past success. So you don't look at Activision and think you need that right this second. You don't look at anybody there and think, well, what would changing somebody out do? That person's going to make another Call of Duty in either World War II or the modern era, and we're going to call it a day. And probably they'll be okay. And so I, I don't... I'm a pragmatist on this kind of stuff. I wouldn't expect the stock to move on this. If it looks like it's going the other way, the stock might. Uh, but I would be surprised if it were to move on something like this, unless things really change. So what are the odds that any of these civil penalties extend to, um, you know, other companies adjacent in the space, companies like Bungie, maybe past executives that are outside of Activision. Once you leave, right, they named somebody who left last June in 2020. Mm -hmm. They did. And I didn't like that as part and, of it. And the naming feels weird because on one hand, if you don't name it, it's this really like vague thing. But well, if you do name it, it, all of a sudden you've given it a chance to be like, well, we got that one person out. We're all good now. And so like the naming thing doesn't. I, I they didn't really use any. That means. They didn't use any alleged. He's not a party to the document. So he doesn't. It, it's. That, that man who just I don't got know dragged all. through all of this. Yes, right. So that's what I have a problem with. It's like, oh, well, Does he, he brought in a random of... person to yeah. disparage. And maybe it's deserving. I don't know, right? right. But, but if it isn't, is that slander? If, if, it, if he didn't, is that like, does, is that slander? Is that something in which that... For the most part, legal documentation is going to get out of it. So I think he's just going <laughs> to try to let this fly over. There was a there was a and a that's now re-airing where a girl asked him, why all of the females in world of warcraft look like they come out of a victoria cat secret catalog and his direct response was well which catalog would you prefer them to come out of so like he's he's put himself in this position but it, it doesn't mean the position doesn't suck but like i guess my question is then does this does this affect him does this affect morheim does this affect medicine does this affect it might so if you actually look at that lawsuit you'll see that they reserve john doe's one through ten um, so their intent, if you look at that complaint is also that they're going to drag in some executives. Uh, they didn't say who they're dragging in, which is standard as I understand it. I'm not a California lawyer for California protocol. It's essentially hold off on that for a little while. Um, but there's certainly names that are in there. That individual Brack is in there. Um, and you would expect them to pull management. You'd expect them to pull probably the supervisor from the hotel case, uh, something about the cube crawls um in terms of approval and whatever else they got um because they'll go they'll go on a more of an investigation from here after the complaint was filed but yes the, they're eligible um the the bungees of the world the other partners of activision of the world i don't believe are eligible for 
action under this lawsuit, what you might have is another lawsuit, excuse me, another lawsuit arriving. But um, no, I think if you're in California right now and you run a video game company and you see that opening paragraph to that complaint, you are evaluating things, either how you operate internally or whether you want to be in California anymore is up to you. Uh, but that's, you, you should, any legal compliance person that's operating a video game company in the state of California should be looking at how they operate based on that opening paragraph of this, of this lawsuit. Well, does anybody have any other questions? Because honestly, like it, the next thing that's going to happen is we'll see what happens next. And honestly, I, I'm curious to see if it ends up being some kind of leadership shakeup or if it's a settlement or if this actually goes like, uh, like Hogue said to the mattresses in this regards and see if they, they're going to go fight it out. Um, uh, Chris, do you have any other, uh, any other questions for Rich? No, I mean, I, I think that this is the sort of thing that either cements the way business is done now because nothing comes out of it or causes changes. And those changes could be, you know, moves to more companies taking place outside of California because companies are looking at this as seems like they swing pretty hard there. We'll go base out of Austin or something like that. Um, it could be it could be changes to policies, which is where I'd like to see it go. Things that say, OK, how do we how do we get better and healthier as an industry? That's one of the outcomes. Um, I don't know, but like the fact that the financial side of this doesn't look like it's going to be affected makes me pessimistic that there will be any meaningful and lasting change uh, industry-wide, which is where I really feel it needs to be hit. There's been people who say like, well, if Activision Blizzard would just shut down, this whole thing would, that, that doesn't fix this. Like that this is, those people then just go work somewhere else and this whole thing pops back up. So um, I think I'd love to see, I, I really just want to see this play out and um, I want to see I want to see a leadership shakeup, but I, I think that has to come from choices internally. I don't know that it's anything that California or Cho is going to force. Choices internally, but also choices that each of us have to make for ourselves and our support Absolutely. of the games themselves. Because that's one of the hardest things why we have not yet seen any video game boycott or any kind of impact work. Because hype is, A, a hell of a drug. I've already seen people say, you know, in chat and in comments, like, I'm not going to unsubscribe from World of Warcraft. I'm not going to go judge that person. Everybody's got to make that for themselves and for the content creators who've built careers around it like that's a real like i don't envy that position like even like if i just put myself into that position brian you're a full-time content creator you have five kids and you have to you know, and they have to be fed and bills have to be paid because guess what like you're not in the top one percent of the content creators who have no need of money and have all the views and, you know, it's like, I don't live in that protected bubble. So it doesn't matter what I play or stream or what content I make. And yeah, like, I think that that's a, that's a decision that where me and the wife are sitting down and we're evaluating our options, trying to make a decision. So I wouldn't rest anybody to a decision that you feel like they should be at, especially when they have families and they're trying to provide for themselves. However, I think that essentially people have to evaluate their relationship because I think one of the key power aspects that I see right now is the developers slowing development, the impacting wow by not or you know, by their protest work and or or just the fact that they're all in shock and they're just horrified by these actions. We saw the same thing happen with the Blitz Chung situation where they made their frustrations at their companies, uh, you know, like messaging because essentially Activision Blizzard being a global company has to operate and you know, like they they operate and sell a lot in China. You know, I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying that that's the reality of the situation. So I have a lot of um, mixed feelings on it. Like for me, I'm not subscribed. I can't unsubscribe again. I have no money. I don't have the games installed. I have really no impact in that regards. Chris has uninstalled the games. He has done these actions. His actions speak louder in that regards. And the question is, is that, you know, will the game community follow in that, that that footstep and essentially send that m money message i think if anything else like is there a correlation between internet outrage and the money that these companies make and right now time and time again there is not in fact it, it's oh did we piss people off the internet man christmas is going to be good this year because we're going to sell more copies because that's going to have more people talking about it and you know so it'll be that's what i'm kind of interested to see of like is there a real impact? And the only real way I think that that impact could happen is that players support the actual devs in their specific protest, giving them good vibes as best as they can. But it's a it's a crap situation. And honestly, for all the victims out there, hopefully Absolutely. justice is served. Hopefully.
just as a serve uh hogue floor is yours man any final thoughts you want to wrap up for the day show no you know i mean I, as i said i think when we started this i it's always an interesting thing right i've been doing virtual reality for we're coming close to three years now um and you know some of the stuff that gets the most traction that has the most views that has the most commentary is some of the some of the tougher stuff for either technology or the industry and so certainly i'm glad to be out there hopefully helping people understand what's going on i wish it was a little bit less uh dark um and i think at the end of the day you know i analyze things from a very specific perspective um i'm a lawyer i'm a corporate lawyer at that um and so what I would tell people is, you know, get a bunch of different perspectives. Um, there are going to be folks that are going to want to use this in one way or another on either direction um, as a political platform of, of some kind. Mm -hmm. And the unfortunate truth is that uh, there have been investigation findings by the state of California. Some stuff happened to some people, and that's that's where the real pain points live for me. Um, and I am always just as a person kind of uh, reflexively anti making things into um, uh, more than they are. So I would, I would prefer to see the focus on correcting the company, correcting the procedures, um, staying true to whatever California can prove um, and listening to Activision. I, <laughs> it's hard. Their messaging is all over the place, uh, but the facts on the ground will be what they are. Um, and so I would say, as I said before, earlier in this, in the show, absolutely move with your conscience. Uh, but you know, l listen to a bunch of folks, the people that work there, the people that do work there, um, the people that are commenting on this, um, from surely my analytical perspective, but also, you know, the, the emotions are real. Um, and they're, they're important as part of a conversation here too. So I, my final word is this is a very complex situation. There's a lot going on in the legal perspective. There's a lot that's not getting reported on so terribly specifically. Um, and so, you know, continue to stay abreast of it. Don't let it fade into the background. Um, and, you know, we'll see where it goes. So do you have a few minutes to stick around for some questions from uh, from chat after this? Oh, sure. Okay, cool. Yeah, 10, well, 10, 10 or so. I yeah, 10 yeah, or so. perfect. All right, we'll go and wrap up uh, and then I'll, I'll conclude the podcast. And then Barbosa, you're up first. And then if you guys have questions be sure to sound off and we'll just hang around for 10 minutes just kind of answer anything more in that discussion style so all right let's Sounds go good. ahead and conclude the podcast thanks everybody this has been uh crystal core radio as a special talking about the current situation uh going on in activision blizzard we thank our guest hoag law for joining us please go and subscribe to this man uh and his content it gives you a great insight as to the findings but anyway guys we'll see you next time take care